If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever, and then we do some talking about them. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. The Barrington himself. So I just got to apologise, I'm super sniffly, I'm super, uh, I've got like some tissues here, I've had a lemsip, I've got my dressing oh. gown here if I get a little bit too, too uh, <laughs> shivery, but uh, we're ploughing through because... Um, well, there's nothing else to do. That's so, the kind uh, of guys. That's the kind of guys we are. Yeah, committed to the calls, sniffily or not. How's your temperature, Ben? Have you popped one up? Fine. Popped a thermometer up recently? Have I popped a thermometer <laughs> up recently? Yeah, regularly, every night, like clockwork, and so far steady. <laughs> Have you got like a little uh, like checkboard on your on your wall next to your bed? <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's, it's just a tick. Keep it and steady. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do like a little horizontal line just yeah. in case. Yeah. I have like yeah, um, uh, next to the toilet, like a colour palette thing, so I could just mark on how dark my urine <laughs> is. Are <laughs> we going to say something else now? How dark your urine? Uh, oh, that was pretty dark, but I haven't. Yeah. But I've been sleeping non-stop for eight hours, so yeah. uh, that's, that's believe. Let's <laughs> stay hydrated. <coughs> okay, so uh, so last. Week... Are you are you are you staying hydrated, Luke? Sorry, I interrupted you. Now. That's all right. I've got some. I've got some water here. Ah. Oh. I'm just checking. I was worried about you for a second. I was just checking. Our, you didn't seem to enjoy that water too much. No, no, I didn't. So our water, and this is tap water, this guy's in a bottle. Our water's a little bit weird here. Um, so I remember I got like a, a black mug and I filled it with tap water. And I was like, I could see like a like a like an oily film on the top of the uh. water. And I was like, and then I put it in a white mug and I couldn't see it. And I was fine. <laughs> because I just, I, I was fine to drink it. I just didn't want to see it. That's disgusting. But you've definitely told me that before. I think that might have even been <laughs> on a previous or a, or a hangout reg- <laughs> uh, episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Our regular feature every week. <laughs> Luke's oily water. Luke's oily water. <laughs> maybe, Luke, maybe that's why I get ill so much. Just drinking drinking like random shit. As long as I don't see it like it. You know what you need to do? You need to stop drinking the water. You need to get yourself onto the Coca-Cola. Fresh out of a can, uncontaminated. Uh, this isn't, there we go. This isn't fresh out of a can though. This is a. Uh, because it's lost its fizz. Literally no fizz. That is the flattest. That's flat. That's weak. That's a week old. <laughs> it's, uh, it didn't make any noise when I opened the bottle, then. That's worrying. That's worrying. It didn't. Coach, it just went yeah. like this. It went. <laughs> it, w- <laughs> it whimpered. Did you ever uh, get like a hot chocolate from those really old, terrible. They were like 10p, like a hot chocolate. Yeah. And then the cup would come out, like hospital hot chocolate. And yeah. like, it would like. 
dribble some like milky water into your cup, and I go, <laughs> it would like cough, <laughs> cough this chocolate powder onto the top, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to take it away and go. This is this is this disgusting. Is you yeah. used to get like a horrible chicken soup in those machines as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. They just had like horrible. bits of green. Like it was, yeah. it, was, it was like milky water with some chicken flavour and bits of green in there. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, healthy. One of my five a day. A couple of chives in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's one and a half chives. That's one and a half of my five a day. One, two, three, four, five chives. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. See you later. <laughs> okay, Bring so on the chocolate. Um, <laughs> so last week we talked about um, Night of the Living Dead. It was a pretty great film. And this week we are talking about uh, number 20 on the list, The Descent. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about it, Ben? Sure thing. So uh, The Descent is a 2005 British adventure horror film, adventure, uh, written <laughs> and directed by Neil Marshall. Uh, the film follows six women who, having entered an unmapped cave system, become trapped and are hunted by subterranean humanoids. I mean, that is a spoiler right there in the synopsis yeah, yeah, yeah. But, of uh, the film. <clears throat> uh, okay. I will talk about. I will touch on that in a second. But um, so the descent. And this is what the Empire people have to say. Somewhat like aliens, Neil Marshall's masterstroke here is in keeping the monsters off screen for a good hour. And after all, after the almost unendurable cavebound claustrophobia of the first half, it's almost a relief when they finally show up, provide a more solid, familiar focus for the audience's fear. Before that, it's been an unbearably tense series of character clashes and potholing injuries, a pressure cooker building to a head of steam. That brutally climaxes with a shocking accident and the full reveal of FX guru Paul Hyatt's blind albino golems. From then, it's, uh, from then on, it's intense action all the way to a devastating conclusion. American audiences got an upbeat ending from, uh, from which the sequel continues. Here in the UK, the final moments are horrifyingly bleak. Uh, okay, so uh, the whole thing... That, that, that is a pretty spot-on sort of... Yeah. You know, we, I mean, we might as well just finish this <laughs> podcast now. Just say, that is pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, that is what we're gonna say again. So um, you got eighty-five percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, seven point two on IMDb. Uh, the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors on Facebook. We asked that the guys and Andy said, uh, "I've not seen this in years. Even if you took the pieces out, it would still be an incredibly claustrophobic affair. A depressing British ending cut for the window, right?" Uh, yeah. So I mean, I just want to. So you said like it's a spoiler to have the. Wendigo type creatures um, in the synopsis. I went to see this at the cinema. I had no idea what it was, and it was amazing because like there's so many like weird little revelations of like what happened throughout the film. I thought it was gonna be a ghost story, and then just a sort of thriller set set in like uh, the caves, and then like an <coughs> hour in, these monsters appear, and I thought that was amazing. Like the best way to go to the cinema is not to know anything about the film. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't remember when it was the first time I I, I saw this, but yeah, if. And completely knowing nothing, it kind of it presents itself as a thriller where you kind of assume that every, all the main characters turn on each other, and maybe like one of them ends up, you know, because we get these little, tiny little little plot points throughout the start where you're like, there's a little bit of tension between maybe one or two, maybe a few yeah. more people in this group. Yeah. And the fact that that it does, I mean, it does get played up on, but the fact that we get this additional sort of threat of just horrible, dirty scary blind golems when they first that... when they first appear i was i uh in the same sense of the first the, the main character you're in that same seat of thinking did we see that is that real i'm pretty sure we saw yeah. we saw something and then uh the shit hits the fan pretty soon after that yeah yeah, yeah. i mean as soon as you start here doing the classic horror film thing of you see the point of view of the threat and you can hear it's breathing and you can hear it, the horrible noises it makes. As soon as you see that, you're kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but as soon as they're revealed, I mean, the fact there's a, there's a few different reveals. One, one, which is sort of like the big terrifying reveal. I mean, that is amazing. That, that, <laughs> that is genuinely terrifying. It is generally a holy shit. What the fuck moment? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I mean, this is like the fourth time I think I've watched it. Um, the last time I watched it, I accidentally watched the U S ending, and it's it's not good. It's like so. So so, what is the US ending? Because I saw the British ending. Is the US ending the happy ending? Yeah. Well, so what happens? You know, at the end of this one, she gets out, and if she gets in the car, she just drives yeah. off, and then that's, that's the it. that's the ending. But They're pretty much the same as what we see, but it just cuts a little bit. that final like reveal? Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I mean, this this one, well, two thousand five. I think maybe this is one of the first horror films I could go to the cinema to see. Like I was old enough to see, and um, I was absolutely terrified <laughs> in the cinema. 
Like yeah. seeing horror on the big screen like that when you're young is, uh, and this film in particular is is super scary. I don't. I don't think I saw. I don't think I saw it on the big screen. And I think when I saw it, I did know it was a horror film with like creatures. I don't know. Maybe somebody told me or something. But yeah. but uh, I tell you what. This is the first, so this is the first time I watched it. I will say I think it's lost some of its charm on me a little bit. Like I do feel like some of the the soundtrack is just like uh, nondescript, like just like standard yeah. horror movie soundtrack stuff. Yeah. Um. I feel like some of the. Uh, I feel like it's, it's starting to show its like its age. There's like yeah. this like, like like Spice Girls esque sort of thing going on <laughs> with like yeah. some of the hairstyles and stuff and, and like uh, yeah. For, even though it's 2005, there's a lot of stuff yeah, that felt it, very felt 90s. Ni- yeah, felt quite 90s. And um, I kind of thought this film was sort of set in like Scotland or something, and it was filmed I in did. Scotland, but it was it's but well. it was set it was yeah. filmed in Scotland, but set in America. So that was a bit confusing for me. I did watch the sequel as well, um, oh just just to sort of give I've me, that, yeah, I've watched that. For a few just years to sort just to sort of give me um, an, a, more of an appreciation of the original. And the yeah. sequel is 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 a dud. You know, the sequel. Well, the sequel is, takes uh, takes on from the the American ending. It doesn't work in yeah. the UK ending. But um, it doesn't work in the UK ending. But I guess you kind of <coughs> fill in the blank, fill in the blanks. Yeah, of the UK, yeah. of the UK ending. But this is awful. I mean, it's just it. Basically, the sequel just takes every horror movie cliche idiot and puts them all in one place. And you know, and yeah, it pretty much yeah. it pretty much plays out the same as the original, but just with just nowhere near as effective. There's a couple of interesting ideas there, but I mean, it's yeah. pretty awful. And the yeah. ending's the ending's probably even worse for me. Uh, to the end, of the second one is where they get out, and then the, a guy yeah. feeds it, him or something to them. Somebody gets out, and a guy hits one of them with a shovel and fr- throws her back down to, towards the hole yeah. to show that he's been he's been helping these little golems get their yeah. ring. There's a, <laughs> I mean, so, so the second one was was directed by the editor of this one. Um, I can't read his name at the minute, but um, it's his only feature film he's done. And I think he only really did it because Neil Marshall didn't want to, didn't yeah. want to direct it. Neil Marshall, the film before this was uh, uh, Dog Soldiers, which is yeah again like has a nice little special place in my heart, like, especially because those sort of the UK horror films that like we can almost imagine in our backyard. Yeah, yeah, like, they feel they feel so much more relatable. Yeah, I think so, most of most of the horror films that I generally feel the most scared of are UK set. Yeah, uh, and that's just because yeah, they feel more real to me. What yeah. did Neil Marshall do after this? Was it Doomsday? Doomsday? Which I haven't seen once, and I remember enjoying, but uh, apparently no one else did. Uh, I, I I think I've only seen it once as well, and I don't remember enjoying it. Well, <laughs> so I think I, I was like, uh, much about it. it's like an, it's like a Mad Max Escape from LA dystopian yeah things that all, all, all I remember is that I was writing something at the time all yeah. those years ago, which is like one of the first really big things i'd been writing yeah and it was so similar to like the initial setup of doomsday that it like really really took the wind out of my sails and i just like stopped writing this thing i was like doomsday is exactly the same as this they've beat me to it <laughs> he's doing yeah okay yeah that's it so he's doing uh the new hellboy film the reboot yeah i saw well. that but he, has, he hasn't done all that much since those films has he tv so he he's, he, yeah, he's, he's done a game of thrones and a stranger things uh, I don't know, I think so. I think Strange Things is just like those two. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought I read somewhere that you'd done an episode. Maybe not. Yeah. Okay, so uh, should we jump into the story a little bit? Um, yes. The key players, I'm just going to list them off here because there's quite a few. Sean McDonald plays Sarah Carter. Wait, what's her name from uh, Terminator? Sarah, Sarah Connor. <laughs> okay. Never mind. <laughs> uh, Never mind. Mendoza as Juno Kaplan. Alex Reed is Elizabeth Beth O'Brien. Mayana Burring is Samantha Sam Vernet. Saskia Moore. The list goes on. There's lots of girls. There's about <laughs> the list goes on. <laughs> ten girls. But the main four, ones... Got four into the cast. <laughs> the list, it just goes on. It goes on and on and on. But uh, there's only um, two that we really need to care about. The main character is Sarah Carter. Who I'm going to completely see as Sarah Connor now. And uh, Juno Kaplan, who's the... Um, uh, yeah, the antagonist. I guess everyone. Everyone else is just um, meat for just the, uh, for the I don't. Yeah. I don't. 
I don't mean on a sexist way. I mean meat for, the, <laughs> meat for the slaughter for these creatures to kill. There is there is a girl called Holly in it who I believe is just like a bit of a she's a bit of a risk taker, a bit of she's a bit of a Yeah, she's the one with the, the Spice Girls spiky nineties hair. She's got some Spice Girls spiky nineties yeah. hair, yeah. I don't know if any of the Spice Girls have ever had that hairstyle, but I don't know what it is, something about it makes me think of I know what you mean. Yeah. Then there is just there is just one guy in this film who who is um Sarah's um late husband. Oliver Milburn as Paul Carter, it says here. Uh he's a, he's only in it for like I think he has like he has like two, three lines. And then that's it. And then there's no and more males. I actually quite like no more... Dog Soldiers was like a um uh, predominantly like male cast. Um, yep. I, I quite like that Neil decided to flip it on his head and just to so you also uh, uh, got everyone from different countries, which I never picked up on until I read up about it. So the idea is that everyone's got a slightly different accent to sort of vary them up a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I find I noticed a few different accents, but they seem to change a lot. So I was like, <laughs> at one point, at one point, we've got um, is it Mayanna Buring, who's also in um, Kill List um, as the ah. main character's wife. Um, she was doing an accent at one point That's where I was like. Polish, Irish, American. She, <laughs> I mean, what's going? On? She's Swedish, I think, right? Yeah, just, well, I only, it, I only picking that because of Kill List. I think she's Swedish, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, but in Kill List, she was she was straight up English, wasn't she? Well, was she? <laughs> was she? Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay, so you fucking prick. <laughs> so the film starts. Um, I remember being in the cinema, and this just literally blowing my head off. It's like a pipe to the head of. Um, <laughs> Pipe bomb. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all these girls, all these girls, they they do some water rapid type things. They're obviously like extreme sports type people. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, Those bloody idiots. Sarah, our main character, sort of gets out. She says, "Oh, what a fun afternoon!" And then she meets up with her kid and her husband. Um, and her husband like lingers and talks to Juno. Uh, so there's a bit of a thing happening there. Uh, but then they get in the car, Sarah, her husband, and this and a kid drive away. And then this right at the start, we've got like a, a car crash with a pipe flying through the windscreen through David's head. Super gory, super. I don't know, just out of nowhere, just so quick, right in there. No, I I didn't. I should have watched this back to see exactly what happened. In my head, I thought it went through like the the dad, so David's like chest, and then the kid's head. No, I don't know. I've, I've, I couldn't quite. Because uh, it's a, you see a head get obliterated, don't you? And I thought, was I, it? I thought it was his head. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was that. his head there. Maybe it was a, a head double whammy. Yeah, it's but still yeah, it's it, still pretty brutal. It's still brutal. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? Who's dead? What's happened? Who's what's gone on here? Pipe through the bloody chest. Yeah, and then we get some like Silent Hill esque sort of creepy hospital stuff. So Sarah wakes up in a hospital, and. Um, so I think this is this is quite a genius move by Neil to like have a lot of these sort of more abstract, dreamy bits to the film, where yeah. it's not so straightforward. So she wakes up in a hospital, she she stands up, and then like uh, we get the thing with the lights turning off at the end of the hospital corridor. Yeah, and sort of catching up with her, and the sound the sound design is pretty great here. And then um, <clears throat> and then she wakes up, and she's not actually that's not actually happening. But there's loads of little bits like that, and I thought they added to. Like a whole other element of like horror or fear to the to the story. So those bits really sort of it's like that uncertainty, isn't it? And I think like yeah, the performance yeah. the performances from everyone in this scene as well, when they when they kind of realise that she, that her family's dead and that were really yeah. good, man. Like I was like, I nearly had a tear. Everyone was everyone <laughs> yeah. was upset. Everyone you know, was crying. I was, I was thinking, a bit like, I've had a lump in the throat. I was like, bloody hell, that's horrible. I was thinking, did we, this so this film really does take its time. It really has like the initial tragedy. In the story, whereas like I think most of nowadays would skip past it and just have it as a thing they reference in the past. Yeah, like she would have keep having um, some sort of flashback to something bad that's happened. But yeah, the fact the that we get to sort of yeah, see it, yeah, the lost yeah, style, the fact, uh, just cutting in and out of it. Yeah, the fact that we get to witness it and then it's like a year later and everyone's sort of coming back together. You kind of feel it feels like a year. Is that long enough? That's what I felt initially. I was like, is that long enough to be over this and go, well, not over it, but, you know, going on another trip with your friends? And then, so you kind of feel that, that, that they feel the same as that. Yeah. She's They're, addicted to the adrenaline, Ben. She can't, yeah. Can't she just loves it. The, <laughs> <laughs> totally addicted to the adrenaline. Yeah. Um, and you kind of feel that, and that kind of affects how you view everybody 
in the film. And I think it, you you really understand their dynamic between the six of them. Yeah. Because of of that that initial tragedy, like you, but you you saw it, you experienced how everyone else experienced it. Yeah. Everyone's got a little bit of a history. Everyone's got a bit, everyone remembers it in a different way, and then suddenly you're thrown into this sort of dynamic with six of them. And it reminds me, of, like, so I don't think, I don't think films take the. It's not on vogue to take the time to tell that initial tragedy. It's like up, like that's like a ten minute sequence at the start of that. So it's absolutely heartbreaking, but it yeah. like it sets the thing for the rest of the film so well. It's a bit like up this film in more than one <laughs> way. Yeah, I mean they want they've gone down. <laughs> They've gone down. Yeah. Up is all about going up. Exactly. I mean, in the parallels <clears throat> there. I mean, the cannibalistic subterranean monsters. The I mean, that's another dogs. dogs. Up. Yeah, oh. <laughs> talking dogs. Talking dogs. <laughs> Subhuman things going on. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> so yes, yeah, so we cut to a year in the future, and uh, in America, I always thought it was in Scotland or somewhere, but uh, um, in uh, Chattanooga, I think it's called. I think it was all it was all filmed in Scotland and other places in the UK, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. So it's weird for him to say this is America. Do you I not don't... know what America looks like? It looks the same. I don't know why they didn't just say in Scotland because, like, they're all like mostly European people apart from Juno. Yeah. Why did they have to go? They're in America. Why not just say they're in Scotland? They already knew. They already knew that the sequel was going to be made, and they'd already hired an American actor to play the police officer. Maybe, maybe yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was getting a full-on Spice Girl. So they're, they're uh, Spice Girl. <laughs> well, they're like hanging out in this uh, cabin for the night. Um, we we're introduced to all of them now. Uh, we've got spiky hair, extreme sports person. Yeah, and then, she she don't she doesn't play by the rules. She doesn't like she rules. Doesn't no. If you're gonna hit me with rules, I'm gonna rebel against those rules immediately. Does my short does my short cr- spiky hair not say that? <laughs> Come on. And I mean, a, there's they, that. They have a joint as well outside. They, uh, her and another one. So we know yeah. they're re- real rebels. Those two. Yeah. And then, then there's a load of banter going on between these girls as well. And one of them's got a shit pair of pajamas, and she's getting absolutely slammed for it. And we do know uh, we get a bit more so. Of uh, Juno, um, apparently left very quickly after the accident. Um, also, we did see a little bit of her like bawling her eyes out in the hospital. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we we know pretty much going into it that she and uh, Sarah's hus- hubby had a, a thing. Uh, but yeah, so there's a few things in this. But uh, so in the cabin, there's I noticed an upside down horseshoe. I don't know if that's symbolic. It's bad luck. Oh. oh. There's uh, another, nope. another like nightmare dreamy sequence where that, that shit me up again. Where, yeah, where Sarah nice. goes to the window and then the pipe flies through the window <laughs> into her that face. Was, yeah, shit me up. That shit me up as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty scary. I mean, again, it was just like jump jump scares in like dream sequences. I mean, yeah, they're a bit cliche, but like for some reason these didn't feel like too cheap. They felt like they're quite creative. They felt, like they're, they're quite creative. Yeah, the pipe through the window. It's just not something you tend to see. Ever really, fight through the window straight for the eye is not uh, something you see very often in in horror films. No, no, no. Uh, okay, so the next day they wake up. Juno is uh, doing the splits and like handstands and loads of, loads of stuff. She's ready just for show it. it, just showing off. <laughs> what did you say? She's ready for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then she takes them all out, and then she leaves the guidebook for the caves that they're going to behind. Um, I think she's uh, says sorry to Sarah at one point, but um. Sarah's not ready to hear it or whatever. Yeah, she says, sorry, sorry I fucked off so early. I have things on. <laughs> Left uh, a chicken in the oven or something. And uh, so they go to uh, the caves. They go down. Um, it gets quite claustrophobic quite quickly. Uh, they seem... I think I think they don't realise how much of a task... They, like Some of them, like one of them who says, I'm an English teacher, this is insane. It's like yeah. a giant... Um, they got abseiled down a big old, down into a big old horrible oh. abyss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into um, a big old hell. So uh, it quite quickly gets to a point where sort of, I think Holly is like scrambling through like a uh, a little nook, sort of thing going right through, um, and then Sarah goes through and gets stuck. And this this yeah. bit is 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 terrifying to watch. Yeah, yeah. I think all of this stuff, like as soon as they started having to squeeze for a hole which was barely bigger than they were, that was the moment I could I started to feel myself feel quite tense. Yeah. Like my chest felt quite tight. Like claustrophobia is definitely something I've I've struggled I definitely struggle with. So this was like it just felt so 
I think every angle we kind of saw. It's the panic as kind of, well. Like she, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very believable the way she starts to panic. Yeah, so apparently these caves are all on a sound stage as well. They didn't get, they didn't film any of the cave stuff. Well, I was going to leave that for some trivia. Anyway, but, uh, okay, so yeah, so <laughs> sorry, I'm getting ahead of you on these trivia <laughs> things. No one, none of the, none of this was filmed in any cave system at all. It was all no. filmed in Pinewood Studios in London. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm ruining the podcast, aren't I? I'm just letting the podcast I'll have to make slowly some, unravel. I'll, I'll, I'll make some bullshit up later. Don't worry. I don't, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> But yeah, okay. this claust- this claustrophobia stuff was really, really getting to me to the point where I was just like, oh, if if a creature or anything turns up in the, because t- I couldn't really remember if anything turned up in these tiny little tunnels, I was like, fuck that. Yeah, There's, yeah, just absolutely no way. And then uh, the, the cave, the little tunnel that she's trapped in, if she just gets out, it starts to collapse behind her, um, and they get through, and the caves collapse, and then that's it. They're kind of stuck. And then at some point, it, it yeah. comes to light that Juno uh, has basically led them into an unexplored cave system because she wants to um, have it named after them or something. Yeah, this is where this is where one of the characters sort of says, "Well, don't worry, we'll be rescued soon because people would have known we're coming here." And she's like, "Sorry, we've actually come to a completely different place. So you have stitched you right up." Yeah, yeah. Um, they they find some rivets. Are they called rivets? Those little things. Oh, what, like the little hook, hook things. Yeah. yeah. Rock climbing. Uh, Rock climbing and caving owls. little little holes. <laughs> they um, find some, but then they're like, these are bloody hundred years old, mate. So, yeah. So, obviously, like uh, uh, some hundred years. So, okay. I'll, I'll lead that up later. But so are we supposed to think that the monsters come from a hundred years ago? Well, I think we kind of were led to believe that the monsters are like Neanderthals. Right, who okay. stayed underground? Okay, that makes sense. And sort, yeah. of, and sort of evolved and adapted. Yeah. But obviously, we see this hundred-year-old caving equipment, so we understand that people have been here before, and uh, unfortunately, people haven't got they out. Haven't got out. Okay, yeah. Uh, they find like some cave paintings, like you said, and uh, one of them says, "Oh, look, there's there's a hole there. There's a hole there. So we're stuck in this one. We should be able to get through the silver one." Yeah. And then this is when it like it, it's like Neil Marshall went, "Okay, I want to do a cave." trip film where every single terrible horrible thing that could happen does happen like because yeah. like there's a one of them gets um uh so that obviously the cave collapses behind them there's a claustrophobic bit there's a bit where one of them gets like rope burn on the hands there's another yeah. bit where someone falls down a hole yeah well th- th- there was this bit where where monsters. someone was trying where, where we where we find <laughs> loads of monsters where, where we find the original cave hooks the, uh, the the little hook things that people use um, she, a woman had to spiglets, gonna... yeah, spiglets, spiggles, spiglets. <laughs> yeah, she had to like basically get, go over a massive gap and basically put some new ones in and make a rope. I mean, that was horrible as well because she was just like hanging there. Have you ever been rock climbing? That, that's, that's like that's, that's impossible. next level. Yeah, like I think world class rock climbers can't quite hold the could, body. Could Tom? Like could Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Two do that? Mm, no. <laughs> you remember because he's doing a lovely bit of rock climb, rock climbing at the start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's doing a lovely bit of that, hanging on. Uh, I couldn't do that. I feel like Sylvester so Stallone in Cliffhanger could do it. Yeah, he could definitely do it. I feel like I've got such a wet grip. I would just be like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's wet as well. Yeah. So I don't think that would be quite as possible as they. But you know, there's also monsters in it, so you know, it's like so, it's yeah. like some Assassin's Creed climbing going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was not ready for it. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, around about, around about this point as well. Um, Holly, the um, spiky-haired little nineties spice, spice girl, the witch, yeah. jeans. I mean, she gets ahead of herself. She's like, she's like, I can see bloody daylight, and she starts running, and then she falls down a fucking hole. Yeah, and, and her leg like, snaps like sna- a snaps like off. a lollipop stick. Yeah. Snaps off. Uh, sporty spice falls down a hole. And <laughs> 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 That's a good name for her. She's sporty spice. Yeah. Uh, Melanie C. She loved the backflip, didn't she, Melanie C? Yeah, Mel C, yeah. Okay, so then um, all of them go down and are like, oh, oh God, look what's happened. A bone's hanging out. Uh, and then as they're sort of trying to help her out, uh, Sarah, main character, has a little wander and then she sees something in the, uh, moving in the um, in the dark. This is, this is I, I think this is a, a, a primal fear. When you think you're alone and then like... Think we're alone now. <laughs> Oh no, there's a monster. <laughs> oh no, like, there's a monster lurking in the dark. You know when you think you're alone, you, there's a certain sense of like 
comfortableness, and then like something moves, and then you realize you're not alone. That, I think that's a that's a weird like primal like being yeah, yeah. being a prey, so being being some sort of prey species fear. Um, but yes, yeah, so she yeah. sees this thing in the in the dark, and he looks like a little rat boy. Uh, <laughs> and then she turns, and uh, Gina is just like standing there. Uh, that's that's that shit me up really bad. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. the rat boy, but oh. Gina just stood there. Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, there was a few moments of this where um, characters like creep up on each other. Do you know what I mean? Like things that would never usually happen. Yeah. Things that would happen where you go like, if you saw someone. I mean, there's a certain moment, but we'll discuss that in a second. Yeah. There's a, but where someone's over there doing something, and you think they might be a little bit worried or scared. Yeah. I'm not gonna just creep up behind them and put my hand on them because that'd be silly. You just go. You from a distance, you just go, mate. You're right. Yeah. I like to walk until I'm like my face is my nose is touching their ear. Before they turn and they go, are you okay? <laughs> and and usually that calms them right down. So I, I I took the time at this point. So it was uh, bang on forty five minutes. So it's halfway through the film, and um, we see the first sign of a monster. That's rare to like for that to take so long, and it's never once felt um, she... like boring. Like it's never no 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 been like terrifying. And I think a lot of the t- a lot of the time in sort of monster films as well, you kind of get like a monster prologue, don't you? So you get like an introduction to the monster in the first scene of the film where you see someone someone being killed by it or someone someone experiencing it or discovering it for the first time yeah. and then we go and tell a different story that's kind of what usually happens what, with what this happen, the fact that we haven't got yeah, what would happen is they go in the cave and then the camera would pan to the right and there'd be like a toxic waste <laughs> like a, a container <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. next to it yeah. don't enter monsters inside or something wait a minute <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah but it's, it's been like so tense all the way through I've not I don't, I don't know uh, yeah, the months I like everyone when things go like a, a next level. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is great. Uh, so what do you think about the monster design? Because I remember them being scary as hell as a kid. Yeah. Now I kind of think just acrobats in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like... pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty scary, but they're kind of very Lord of the Rings, aren't they? They're like Gollum, but yeah, with the head of, an, of it, the yeah. head of an orc. Yeah. The head of an orc. So that's what it felt like. Um. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty scary. Though. I mean, they've got like razor sharp teeth, tiny little pointy ears. As soon as we get like a female one of, of them as well, I mean, I was like, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> this is this is one of them in a wig. I'm not into, yeah. I'm not into this. But yeah, I think the character, I think the creature design was pretty good. I think when, when we saw it, when we saw them kind of not lit up very much, they were a lot more scary than when we saw them lit fully. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't and, need to see them like the full body up, like shot of them. No, yeah, not at all. Uh. And also, there's a there's a bit where we see them up close via video camera, and I think like that was that was all right, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so where are we now? Oh, yeah. So they, they no one believes Sarah that like there's a the person. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Down, down there, and then they go. They find like a. They climb to like a, there's like loads of animal bones. They're like, oh, there's what the hell is this? The shit animal bones. And they do the the Blair Witch. <laughs> Handheld camera thing. <laughs> they look left, look right, look left again, and then all of a sudden there's a a thing standing there. Yeah, and it attacks them. But um... yeah. that was that was pretty horrible. I also find the the crawler at this point looked a bit camp. 
He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he tangoed one of them on the head. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. It was like that. It was just. It was just sort of doing a weird sort of. It was just there like that, doing a weird, doing a weird sort of. I think they were so going good. for like some sort of like mole creature sort of thing. But, uh... <laughs> Imagine it tangoed one of them. That would have been that would have been four nineties then. If the Spice Girls had gone down, they should have they should have an advert in the nineties. The Spice Girls went down a hole and yeah. they got tangoed. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. That this is when we see it sort of start. You can see what it's capable of. This crawler, I guess. Yeah. Um. So it it kills Holly. I mean, she's she's probably the best one to have gone first because her leg was broken and she was holding everyone back, wasn't she? So she sort of gets her neck ripped out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was good. I mean, loads of blood. Mel Melanie C. Melanie C. See you throat ripped out now. Okay, and then she um. So, so what happens there? So they all kind of get split up, right? Sarah runs away. She falls down. Smashes her head on the floor. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Juno tries to stop her from taking Holly's body away. The two of his, that I haven't even mentioned by name, but they run away. Sisters. They're, they're sisters, aren't they? The two oh, of them. Okay. I didn't pick that up. Um, let's, call, let's call them the Swedish girls. Swedish <laughs> twins. Um, and then, what's her name? Juno starts killing them. She turns into Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then oh, she I, starts... I thought Juno reminded me quite a lot of Lara Croft. Maybe particular, maybe more so in like the newer um, games where she's more of a like, you know what I mean? She's got that sort of pickaxe type thing that she carries yeah, around in yeah. games. She was using that and she was dressed a bit like sort of classic Lara Croft. So in my head, I was thinking she'd make a good Tomb Raider. Yeah. Natalie, Natalie, Natalie Mendoza. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this, this, is, this is obviously a classic moment. She's attacking all the creatures and suddenly she thinks she hears one behind her, but it's um, Beth. Again, inexplicably, is creeping up on her. <laughs> yeah. She basically just turns around and sticks the old pickaxe straight for her neck. Yeah. And she's like, uh, I think she gets a lot of the blame for this, Juno. She gets all the blame. She's, it's like, not her she's fault. in fight mode. Like she's in fight mode, and Beth, for God's mode. sake, yeah. for the love of God, Beth, if because you could see her, she's just killed like a crawler or been attacking them. She's got a bloodied pickaxe in her hand. Yeah. She's he- breathing heavily. She's looking around. She's clearly terrified. Don't creep up on her. <laughs> oh, got you. Yeah. And then, uh, so like, this is what I mean. So I, I feel like Juno does get like a, a bad sort of, <clears throat> especially here. So uh, Juno um, kills that one and uh, she finds the other two again, the sisters. I, I, wish, I think it's because she, kill, she kills Beth, but well, kills Beth and then leaves her. I think that was kind of what we were supposed to see. Is right, like, okay. there's nothing more she could have done. She just stuck her through the neck. Do you know what I mean? I mean, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the leaving thing is a bit bad. But um, th- so this is more of a redeeming feature. So she could get out because she finds a, like an arrow pointing to the way out written on the wall. But she says to the yeah. sisters, Swedish sisters, uh, I'm not leaving without Sarah. So I think, yeah, so that's quite, that's quite like a heroic choice. Like, yeah, like it's quite a redeeming choice, anyway. Uh, but is she only doing that out of guilt because she was shagging her husband? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she feels a level of guilt, not just because she was shagging her husband, but also because she left so soon after the tragedy. So she probably thinks, "Was she driving uh, the truck with the pipes?" That's what I want to maybe, know. Maybe, maybe some twist, <laughs> some twist. I was taking my pipes. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And you crashed into me. I lost loads of money because of that. <laughs> Expensive pipes. And then she sort of fled to the USA. Okay, so um, okay, so what happens now? So Sarah wakes up. Um, she is in the dark. There's more of these crawlers about. Um, I think she sort of hides in the dark at one point. One of them's like walking past her and stuff. But like, I, yeah. I, I, I this, know... this, is, this is when we start to realize. Sorry. Sorry. This is when we start to realize that they're that they're blind. And they can't like. Yeah, but they they. This is the thing. But oh. like, so I know uh, we we find out a little bit later on that like they're they're blind, but they can hear things. I think they just they would still be able to smell things, like in the darkness. Yeah, like, the other senses um, become like unless unless, yeah. unless we're made to think that like Sarah ends up sort of covered in blood and gunk, doesn't she? Well, I mean that's a bit afterwards. But like it goes right yeah. up to it, and I kind of feel like if like. So they'd like, notice like change, changes in the temperature. They would, or yeah, they? they would. They would know because they're like they they can tell exactly where things are around them. They're not like it's almost like 
it's almost like them being not able not able to see is yeah. too good of a plot device yeah. to mess it up with with them going oh well they can smell and hear so well that they'll be able to find them anyway because they kind of work like bats don't they where they sort of exactly, like screech yeah. sometimes yeah like echo location uh, yeah. but like I, 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 we ne- they never said they were nose blind and I, I don't think they would be <laughs> like but yeah so does that bit when it's like right in her face I was like I have no doubt he would know she was there like because yeah. in that sort of situation those sort of animals can like sniff out the tiniest bits of food and stuff because that, that's yeah. like how they um, that's how they operate so the fact that his face is there in front of hers and he just goes the food yeah I think maybe they'd what maybe, they, maybe they'd probably that'll shoot. go solid style. <laughs> <laughs> exclamation mark yeah, that'd be terrifying yeah. that'd be terrifying but the thing is yeah it was probably too good a plot device for him to mess up with that so in order yeah. to s- stop the plot holes with that they should have not included a sequence like she got so close to it yeah they should have always they should have always had them fairly distant and, yeah yeah uh, do you know what I mean God or she uh held its nose <laughs> as it as it crawled oh. past like snuck and it a, went snuck a bag oh. on there, snuck a, a spiglet on there. You know the climbing things. Oh yeah, just so it's like, I can't smell anything now. <laughs> how, how many? How many of these are we made to think live down this hole? As well? An unknowable amount, like a whole like tribes civilization worth of thing. I bet the, the idea that the deeper see... you go, the more there are. Oh, we only see one female there. Yeah, she kills that one. Yeah. But like, I imagine if they come from humans, they're going to be mammals, so they're they're only going to have like. Uh, babies, you know, a human mother can only have like what nine babies at the most before she's no. before she's all messed up. Before she's useless. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, like, I didn't really know that piece of information. Where did you get that piece of information from? I'm just making Where up. do you know that? I'm just making it up. But um, this is just making just making trivia. But they no, can only have like, um, they can only have nine babies until they're useless. So we, we used to have loads of dogs, and um, I know with the bitches you can only breed them so many times before they start to not be able to have babies, or they get complications, or uh, all their yeah. all their insects get messed up. So I, I doubt I don't know many human beings who have more than I don't know anyone who, any who have more than eight. <laughs> yeah, o- eight, eight's like eight's like the limit. I mean, yeah. I know at least four or five people who've got eight kids. But other than that, so if they got nine kids, I go, "What are you doing? <laughs> what are you yeah, playing at?" Exactly. So I kind of feel like uh, there must be more mother uh, ones down there somewhere. Mummy, mummy ones. <laughs> okay, so uh, what happens next? So uh, yeah, so Sarah sort of goes into a big old, old pool of pure. She has her own scrap. She has her own Juno moment, right? So she starts to scrap a load of them. Yeah. They, they 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 go they go into Ripley mode like pretty quick, don't they? These guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, um, they're extreme sportists, aren't they? They're all yeah, which means they're obviously parts. good at killing things. They're obviously good at killing humanoid creatures. You know, they love they love a bit of extreme sports. The next step up is just bludgeoning <laughs> these creatures to death with rocks and. I'm sure there's like a young like kid one that she like stumps on its head or something. Is there a kid one? I think so. The the one that after that. I think the mother comes as retaliation because of that. I think she kills like a little teenager one. Oh, no, I don't even notice that. But yeah, so they end up in a pool of blood, and that's that's never pleasant. So yeah. uh, I think she has like some sort of psychotic episode or something. After yeah, that, I'm not too sure. So it's like it's like a combination of obviously her losing her family and then having to fight for her life against these horrible. Beasties. When will it end? <laughs> when will it end? And then getting in a horrible pool of blood, a nice relaxing pool of blood. And she got the council uh... tax through. <laughs> <laughs> Just before she left. New lucky uh, bills how, coming in. How much for a year? <laughs> oh, I better be able to put that across 12 payments. Yeah. I can't. Oh, my God. Carney's an MOT. Jesus. It's, it was just all happening at once. Yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> after the car and the... Um, the council tax, and they're in the caves. She she fights off a load of them. Uh, she catches up with Beth, who got stabbed in the throat by Juno. Catches catches up with her. <laughs> she just meets Beth for a coffee. Beth's like, I've been bloody stabbed in throat. <laughs> um, and then she says, "Look at here, you don't trust Juno." I got. She's got like what uh, necklace that she tore off her. She got stabbed in the throat. Um, and then I think from that, 
Sarah is able to realize that Juno's been sleep was having a love thing with her husband. And she goes, I probably shouldn't have put him in the balls every night. <laughs> Since yeah. she was in there. <laughs> How does she work this out then? Is it just like you, you're made to think she, she knew all along, but now she's accepting it? It's something written on it. It said like Livy Stay or something. And I, I think there's something similar. Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't know, I have to look into that because. He just sees it saying live each day and she's like, that's you exactly what my cheating bastard husband would have said. <laughs> he had You've that been shagging yeah, he... him, haven't you? That's yeah. not good enough reason. No, it's like she's hanging around her it's neck a all the time. Like open, it's like a pretty like a standard saying, live each yeah. day. Live like, each day. Where have I, I will. heard that before? Yeah. Live each day in order. Any... Oh, right. <laughs> I was going to start on a Wednesday, finish on a Monday. I don't know. There's only two people I know who say this saying. <laughs> <laughs> and also it smells like his balls <laughs> what have you been doing <laughs> okay so uh so she goes like okay right well i'm gonna mess this bitch up i guess um juno and the two sisters are, are escaping uh one of them like oh wait sorry we've we just forgotten sorry sorry Luke. I'll yeah, interrupt. Yeah. more than one occasion she also finishes beth off with a big old rock to the head see i missed that Sarah does. and um I don't remember like that. I'm sure so last time, but when I watched it this time, I was like, I'm sure she finished that. I must have like just looked at my phone or something at that point. Yeah, she goes, "Don't let me live this way. I can't live with my neck." You won't bleeding. live this way for long. Don't worry about it. Oh, you won't. You'll die. You'll die nicely <laughs> you'll die. soon. See ya. Uh, yeah. And I don't want. Her... I don't want another head smashing on my conscience, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off. I want. Probably that. We just want to be about the things, I guess. Why do you next? She's going to be oh, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> such a long neck. Maybe that, that was what I'm doing, Chad. Such a long neck. It was such a it was such an easy it was an easy target. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the neck. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So Juno and the two sisters are escaping. Um, <laughs> so we're going to get sniffly soon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so what happens now? So one of them, one of the sisters dies. The, the two sisters die. Yeah, they're, they're trying to. There's quite a big sort of chasm that they've got to get across. Um, and one of the sisters kind of just gets halfway across. Um, and doesn't someone? I think one of the creatures appears, jumps, uh, okay. jumps on her body and like rips, rips her throat out. Tears a tears well, a the rest made well, artery out or something. Yeah, there's a tit off, and then uh. I think the other sister gets eaten as well, didn't she? At this point. Yeah, yeah. The, the one of the two that behind us starts going like, do like you know when like the bow of raspberry on someone's belly, it starts doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Starts doing that, but a little bit he's too vigorously. Really play, he's being really playful and blowing a raspberry on her belly, but then her entrails got in his mouth. Yeah. Bloody hell. And what, so earlier, I forgot to mention this bit. There was something that kind of missed me. Uh, was when Juno caught up with the two sisters and they were fighting one of them. And then she just grabbed its neck and then it broke its neck. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. not yeah. A, that's this that's, that's from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's silly. That was silly. That was a silly <laughs> moment. That that took me out of it. I was yeah. like, no, she's not like a secret agent. Know, she yeah. just done a bit of snowboarding once. Yeah. Well, just, suddenly she knows how to. I always think that. Do you ever because sometimes like with the neck snapping thing, yeah. I was for like I always think, could I do it? I'd like to try. Could, could I do it? <laughs> I'd like um, to try. But then, but then I imagine it's such. It's, I, I bet I understand how to do it. You, you try to go one way, so they're like uh, trying to go against it, and then you suddenly switch it up. And yeah. then, <laughs> do you know what I mean? When my dog yeah. tried to lick me on the face, I do that. I go that way, and I, I go around them. It's <laughs> 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 a similar sort of uh, technique there. I love your point of reference for that. <laughs> There's always a dog trying to lick me enough chops, and I've got to get away from it. Oh, get out. <laughs> you just end up doing some sort of like head dance. With a dog, yeah, um, but like, I don't think that I don't know if that's even possible in in, in real life. Oh, that was, that like was that. just she could have just come up behind it and like choked it, or could have come up behind it and stabbed it. Anything but the yeah, the classic, doctor. anything but the classic um, James Bond. Well, not even James Bond, no, but like, like secret agent. Net. Yeah. Exactly, James James Bond doesn't even do that. James Bond even goes, nah, that's a bit out of my. Uh... <laughs> have you seen Casino Royale when he's trying to strangle that guy? Like, yeah, it takes forever. Best, and that's James Bond. That's Daniel Craig, James Bond. He's a yeah. badass. 
and like it's not it's not real. I don't think that's even a thing people can do. I don't. And if you do snap someone's neck, I don't think it's instant death. No. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's snap- just like ah, oh, this really fucking hurts. Like, <laughs> oh bloody yeah! One of my vertebrae has just slightly come out. Like <laughs> maybe if you if there's something like a spinal thing, they just like <laughs> fold. But uh, it, it felt like I like I like the sort of everyone was quite desperately trying to stay alive in this. And when they were fighting, it felt like they were fighting for their lives. And when that bit happened, when Juno just snapped one of her necks, I, it took me out of it. And it reminded me, even though I knew that I was watching a film, it reminded me that I was watching a film. <laughs> hang on a second. Oh, hang on a minute. Watching a bloody film, are you? Uh, it's yeah. a film. This ain't a documentary yeah. on Netflix. I thought it was. Real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it took me right out of it. I was, do you know what I mean? If I could remove any moment of the film, it probably would have been that. Yeah. Just because. But again, I, I think that's uh, that's what I mean by it's showing its age a little bit. Because I think that was more acceptable back then. During back the time then, of, back uh, then, someone would have seen that and gone, "Oh, bravo!" That wow, is... yeah, wow, hardcore, yeah. Now I see it goes, "That's fucking bullshit. It's not real. That's um, nonsense. <laughs> that's nonsense. Silly, silly. I think silly is the word for it." Okay, so and then um, Sarah uh, catches up with Juno, and then uh, she she has the pickaxe thing. And then she does a, a another like a bit of a James like old fashioned James Bond moment where she lets her hand open up a bit and the the pendant uh, Julius pendant falls down and uh, again I, I, it does get a little bit silly here and the music's like full on um, yeah superhero epic. moment epic yeah yeah, yeah. she uh, goes for the leg and then leaves her to fend for herself as all these other crawlers sort of catch up. Yeah, well, before before this, they're they're kind of fighting quite a lot of the crawlers, and it was like it reminded me of like a superhero film where they were like, you know, a superhero film where like one person squares off against one person, another an enemy, and another person squares off against another enemy, and they're kind of like fighting that one. It cuts back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. It felt a bit like that, rather than two people genuinely fighting for their lives. It felt like two badasses. I think that's why it said adventure film, you know, as the as a genre, because I think the music does have some sort of like weird adventure moments to it that, that I don't, I'm not a big fan of and I only notice yeah. them more now that I watch it back um, yeah. but yeah so she uh, stabs her in the leg and then it, she gets out basically uh, out of the caves um, there's like a again like epic music because she's sort of crawling out slow motion yeah. as she sort of bursts out of the yeah. out of the ground the classic moment where she comes out of the mossy ground <laughs> yeah. just like taking a big breath in like she just come out of yeah. the bath it's like Jim Carrey coming <gasps> out of the uh, was the hippopotamus's ass? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's exactly the same as that. That's exactly what I was. I went back to. Yeah, and then um, so she gets out, gets in the car, goes to drive away, and in the American ending, she just drives away. In this ending, there's another jump scare, and Juno's ghost is next to her, and then she's back in the uh, the caves. But I do like the way it ends. Has this thing where. There's a bit of motif all the way through the film of uh, the birthday, her kid's birthday cake. Yeah. And, and then they, they do like a really nice uh, cut here where uh, it's dark and then the, the kids uh, wants to blow a candle. It pans right and then left. And then the, the candle is actually her torch that she made earlier in the film. And then, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then we, we cut back, pull back and then realize that she's, she's not out of the place at all. She's like yeah. surrounded by. So, so her, so her escape as such was just a, dream or a or a vision or something so she never actually escaped she's still in the caves probably maybe forever until the sequel until the sequel yeah so i like that ending because i like grim endings like that it's a good ending i like that ending however i don't know if i liked the fake ending bit um if i Ah, that wasn't the real ending all along. This yeah. was the real ending. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I like I like the yeah. bleak. I like I like bleak ending, but I think maybe bleak ending would have worked just fine as a bleak ending rather than that because it feels a bit jarring and a bit confusing. I think if you've not seen that film before and you watch it, you're like, what, what, what? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's a bit. It's what we I could call have had... the the Brazil ending. So yeah, Brazil yeah. Brazil yeah. has the two endings: has the US ending and the UK ending again. The US ending is the the good one. The UK ending is when it's all in his head and it's like being lobotomized or whatever. Yeah, but that's what I, I feel like any <coughs> plot, any plot device where it's revealed it was all in the 
protagonist's head. Yeah. Just doesn't. It it's just doesn't yeah. work. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work. It just. I mean, I can understand why some filmmakers choose to do it. Um, not so much these days, I guess. Um, but still, it feels a bit like what? What? Really? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Because I think that it just feels like the audience feels that they've invested so much time into these characters, this time into this, that anything that appears like that, you feel like you're being cheated a bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, bleak ending would have worked for me, but not the fake out ending. Okay, cool. Um, so, so the, so the directors are and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it had all these jump scares. The main terror that he managed to capture uh, was the claustrophobia. I think that worked really, really well. There's yeah. There was some there were some things that just like the soundtrack railed me the wrong way. Um, neck breaking, badass, like fake TV detective things just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and also um this is this is picky <laughs> this is super nitpicky but like the titles um at the start of the film they have that weird stretched <laughs> elongated text yeah, yeah and i just think no oh, man that's yeah. such a horrible font and they had like um it's yeah, like yeah. A, a, it lens, a fake lens a little flare. torch yeah, little, yeah. like a fake, a fake lens flare type effect that i'm sure was a preset in final cut um at the time it yeah. came out. <laughs> so i'm pretty sure he just went this yeah. is cool Whoever edited it, I know it. It kind of worked with the film, I guess, and being in dark and needing. But if you think that's bad, you should watch the sequel because it uses exactly the same effect, yeah. no different. But instead of going the descent, <laughs> yeah. it goes on for too long and goes the descent part two. <laughs> it just, yeah. do you know what I mean? It just. It, if you think it's bad on this, you should watch the sequel because if only for that opening title because it just feels yeah. so so cheap. It feels like uh, bad taste. Do you know what I mean? When it, this like this film's a great film, and like, I, I am being quite nitpicky. It is a really good film, really scary. Um, the horror in it is really horrific, but there's some poor choices that may not have even been like bad taste back then, but they, they've dated a little bit. Yeah. Now, bits bits that perhaps are viewed upon as being quite cheesy now, when back then maybe not. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I think a lot. I think a lot works though. I think the claustrophobia for me, because you know when you know when you watch a horror film, you always kind of think, "Oh my god, I'm glad I'm not in that situation." Yeah, this is probably one of the films where I think that is my least favorite situation to be in. Is in like I don't, I don't want to be. Yeah, I would rather be in fucking Alien or I'd rather be in The Thing than uh, to experience this because at least you're like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just run yeah. in The Thing. I just run out into the snow and freeze to death. At least, like, you're not that... trapped. Like, I remember, like, I went on, like, a caving thing in, like, a school trip. We were down in these caves, and they turned the lights off. It's so dark and so scary. Like, and then just to think of those things moving through there as well. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's horrific. I, I mean, I know there's a lot, good, a lot of good use of light in this, but I think a, f- a few pitch black bits would have been quite cool in this film as well. I don't think you get too much of that. Yeah, I think I think that would be good. Pitch black and then noises and stuff moving around you. Yeah, things that great. felt like they were close. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm okay. getting a sniff on that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's viral. <laughs> okay, so it's um, viral. Uh, the trivia. You ready? I'm ready. Did I not ruin the trivia, Luke? <laughs> no, a bit. Uh, number one, the underground scenes were shot in a small caving system in the north of Scotland. True or false? The underground scenes were shot in a small cave. That's false. Exactly, yeah. This is what you said earlier. So they were exactly. all filmed, I mean, there's like five sets built in Pinewood Studios. And they had some sort of new technology. If you watch it back now, you can, you can see it's a set. Like, yeah. There, a... Are a few, there are a few sequences. Once where, when they all stood in different platforms near the start. Do you remember that? Yeah. They all yeah. stood in different areas. That looked very um, PS2. Looked um, a bit like a Crystal Maze uh, area to me. Like, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> like some new technology where they would constantly spray them, so it's like they always looked a bit wet and stuff, which uh, yeah. worked quite well. Yeah. Uh, okay, number two, uh, Neil Marshall cites the thing and Texas Chainsaw Massacre as being big influences in this project. Yeah, I can see. I can see why. Yes, he. Yeah. Apparently, did say that. So on Wikipedia, check it out. It's true. Okay, um, number three. Uh, oh yeah, so this is quite interesting. If it's true, they kept the uh, they kept the crawler uh, creatures um, hidden away completely from the actresses until the very moment where um, you know they do the, the pan with the camera and it's just behind it. 
Oh, and then... Is it oh! A, yeah. So the, the, like, to get a proper reaction from the girls. Yeah, I can believe that. I reckon that was true. That's true, and I, I kind of gave that one away a bit. Okay, so this story was actually inspired by a trilogy of novels about underground creatures called The Descent by Jeff Long. Oh. True? No, false. But there is a trilogy of novels called The Descent about pe- people who go spelunking and then they get trapped and there's like an underground society of Wendigo type creatures um, by Jeff Long. And it's apparently like a completely different... Uh, oh, Neil, right. Neil Marshall said he's never read the book. Doesn't, doesn't He never got the influence from it. But it's so similar. Oh, that's yeah. strange. What, is it like horror horror novels? Yeah, yeah. It's called, yeah. it's called The Descent and it's like the same story idea. But I mean, like, you know, that's that's how things are. I mean, that's why comedians come up with the same jokes sometimes. It's like the zeitgeist. You just sort of... Zeitgeist, man. into it at the same time. Okay, uh, so... <clears throat> the last one. Except for one man, no men appear in the film. Is, it, is there anyone in that, like, hospital corridor? That's true. I'm going to say... Supposedly, but not really, because all of the, the creatures are male, apart from the one with long hair. <laughs> did you, Luke? Did you just assume their gender? <laughs> triggered. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Triggered out of like creatures. <laughs> did you triggered, mean... and they would they would just rip you apart. Yeah, this chair sort of like goes right back like that when, and sometimes I forget. <laughs> my dad used to. He used to have a computer chair in my, my dad's house, and he used to come in. And I'd lean on the back of it to see what I was doing. And it would go back so far. Like, you just... <laughs> like, you're in a, like you're in a dentist chair. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Luke, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly, yeah. It wasn't porn, Dad. <laughs> okay, so uh, we need to rate the film. <laughs> what, what, what are you going to go for? Uh, I think I'm going to rate this film quite highly because I've seen it a fair few times and it's always effective. Um I reckon I've seen it maybe four, maybe five times. And again, yeah, it was effective. And I really felt the claustrophobia, I really felt the horror. A um, few cheesy moments, but I think I can kind of overlook them in terms of my overall opinion of the film. Um, I think I'll go for a B plus. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go for B. I think it's a really solid horror film. Rock um, solid. And uh, like, like I said, like, I think it was, wasn't, didn't have the, like a massive budget and that kind of shows. But... This film does hold a special place in my tum-tum because <laughs> I went one of the first times I saw the cinema horror film I was old enough to see and it was genuinely scary. Like, I'll, I'll, there's bits of this film that I'll remember forever. <laughs> Apart from yeah, that yeah. next uh, I, bit, yeah, that really did miff me. Miff me off. Yeah, but I think I, I didn't remember that bit this time anyway, so I've obviously forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, you look past that bit. Okay. So the ne- next film on the list is um, a film I've only ever seen once. Uh, Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Have you ever seen it before? I have indeed, Luke. Um, yeah, I've seen it quite a few times. Uh, terrifying. Definitely <laughs> definitely up there with some of the scariest sort of like slasher horror films. Probably the scariest slasher film, actually. I remember the uh, bit where uh, <coughs> he like, picks someone up like a girl and just like hooks her on. Yeah, I remember that being like scary. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it too. Oh yeah. Okay, so um, have you have you had anything else to say before we go? Uh, what? Just like any admin or anything? Any? Uh, yeah. Um, nothing much. Just I hope your cold subsides. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That's the best. That's the best possible reaction to me saying that. <laughs> Okay. Yes, I hope so too. You're gonna to be a joy. To, you're gonna be a joy to sleep next to t- tonight. Uh, yeah, that's not me saying I sleep next to you. That's me saying. <laughs> uh, that's me saying I can understand Cat and her pain tonight. It's okay. Cat punches me in the balls every night, so I'm looking for <laughs> for someone new. Okay. Um, oh. Okay. So uh, yeah. Uh, so this year is brought to you by Story Studio Hawker Cleaver. Head over to hawkercleaver.com and grab a free book. I sound super nasal now. I'm saying this. And also become a patron over uh, early access to episodes, bonus content, and heaps of free stuff at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kobach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Uh, give us a rating on iTunes. Why not? 
Come to the Horror Hangout Facebook group and have a chat about horror films. Thanks to my co-host Ben for being a real horror dude. Thanks, Luke. Thanks to the Lemsit for making me able to not sneeze all over the computer. Thanks, Lemsip. <laughs> Thank you, Lemsip. All right. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.